The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. You are listening to the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Four beer with a sports talk and a whole lot more. We are part of the Belly Up Sports Network. Listen in as Brent and Dave invite you to belly up to the bar with them to talk about everything in the world of sports, just like you would do at your favorite watering hole. It's sports, beer, and shenanigans. So belly up to the bar with us, grab a beverage, and let's get into it. The 1420 Sports Bar Podcast Show number 270, part of the Belly Up Network. Tonight's show is brought to you by Manscaped and Manscaped.com. Use promo code 1420SCAPE at Manscaped.com. Today we'll get in our uh, our contest details a little bit later on. But tonight we're joined by Daryl Moore, the uh, the commissioner of the uh, Moretti football pool that Dave talks about ad nauseum week after week and night after night here on the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Dave, Daryl, how are you guys doing tonight? Good, thanks for having me. Doing great. It's uh, it's one day closer to the weekend and uh, so it's one day closer to the weekend, which is always good, right? Dave, this is becoming a habit. I saw you three times this week. I'm, I'm not sure we can uh, continue, to, continue to do this week after week. Like twice well, as lots. Now we're pushing it to three. Like fuck me, man. You know, for for as often as you and I ch- uh, chin wag here, there uh, it's pretty rare we see each other face to face. So it's uh, it was kind of nice. Uh, and it wasn't just you and 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 D. We had quite a group there, 15, 16 of us. So yeah. I, I was able to keep my distance. Well, that was the one thing when we were driving <laughs> home last night. I, the answer, what do you like the best about uh, the best about the night? And I said, well, I didn't talk to Dave that much. It was perfect. I said, it was, it was actually worked out quite nice. Daryl, you were just down in Phoenix, Arizona. How's the weather down there? I, I, I think it's a great town. I've been down there a few times. It's fantastic down there. Yeah, it was beautiful. Before we go into that, though, Brendan, I'll say, I see him once a year, and that's too many times. So. <laughs> <laughs> it seems to be the consensus around the around yeah. the fourteen twenty sports bar. There's no getting around that. Now, how is Phoenix? What are uh, we doing down there? Oh, that was beautiful. Uh, I was just down there for a convention, get a little bit of golf in on each end of it, and uh, yeah, just enjoy some sunshine. You're saying off air you had the pleasure of meeting Peyton Manning. What was uh, or, or he was guest speaker at your at your convention, and a few guys got to shake his hand. What was that like? Is he a, like he he seems like a pretty cool dude now that he's not playing anymore. Uh, he was kind of a uh, Dave. What's the word I'm looking for? He seemed kind of stale in his playing days, but since he's he's quit playing, what's he like uh, in real life? I guess is one way of putting it. Yeah, I mean, he was, he was good on stage. It wasn't like a big motivational speech or anything. It was kind of like sit down, question and answer kind of type thing. So told some good anecdotes and about him and Eli and Cooper growing up and then just a bunch of stuff about the, the seasons and how things go. So it was pretty cool. And then, yeah, it was, uh, it, he's hilarious as always. He's not dry at all. It was, it was amazing. Is his forehead bigger in real life? <laughs> I, I would say so. Yeah, I'd say it's it's uh, it seems to be growing. That man has a head on him, not a head of hair. Just God, he has a big head. Yeah, not much hair there. That's for sure. <laughs> Anyways, uh, before we get into the football talk and the, and the your guys your guys's fantasy football talk, I want to talk a little bit about. Um, well, Coach Daryl Southern Calgary Flames last night made some remarks after their team's uh, 4-1 loss to Colorado. That game was early, or it was over quite early. And then after the game, uh, basically Sutter said, well, we're basically not that good. They have 13 guys won a Stanley Cup last year. We only have one. Uh, this is what we are. And then throughout the week, he's been saying things like, well, we're, we're, we're closer to uh, – 
being we're, we're just a middle of the road team we're we're not 10 points up we're not 10 points down we're middle of the road team and he seems to be having some problems with the uh uh oh i, I want to say with the the rest of the flames management when a coach comes out and says those remarks what kind of uh message that sending the organization one and dave to the players too well i think it would be lighting a fire against uh, uh trying to light a fire under under your team like i don't know <clears throat> i don't really know exactly what daryl Sutter thinks he's doing here because if you're doing bad then change something up he's bringing these this pelche is is a kid they brought up from the farm He's been there for I think six games, and he hasn't even gotten a shift. He hasn't. He's a healthy scratch every single game. Where's the motivation? Like that's how you light a fire under somebody. You, you staple his ass to the bench. You can say all the shit you want. It's 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 not working for Daryl Sutter, and and this is his his mo. He he comes in, cleans house, the team performs above expectations, and then his uh, his his rants get a little tiresome and this team is kind of checking him out by the looks of things. Daryl, before we went on air, you, you said you're a Canucks fan and uh, that, that's, that, that hurts a little bit. Cause well, they, they, they got their own set of problems out there in Lotus land right now. Uh, they they got another set of problems with, with their management and the owner. And when today earlier on Twitter, there was a, uh, hashtag sell the team was up there. That's a whole other set of problems. And Boudreau wants Bruce, Brucey Boudreau wants to coach there and he's trying to do what he can. But when you have management on the other way saying, well, we're looking for somebody else, what are the players supposed to do in that situation? I don't know. It's just been a mess altogether the last couple of years. You know, the, the talent that we have and what we've done with it has just been a waste. We had, you know, three seasons ago, I think it was, we made playoffs and, you know, felt like we had a good team to go and we were going to build from that. And then, you know, you, you change the coach and you just get the same old thing. And uh, I think it's frustrating. I think it's frustrating for the fans. But, you know, it's ownership doesn't seem like they're doing what they need to be doing either. So it's, uh, it's a tough thing all around right now. Yeah, years of being mediocre, middle of the lines, coming back to bite the Canucks is going to hurt them for a long time, in my opinion, because they they just they want to make the playoffs so the Aquilinis could get there's those two home playoff dates and they they make a few bucks and whatever else it could be and they they're pretending that they're good and they're and it turns out they're they're not year in year out and now it's it's really coming back to bite them. They're going going they're going to be paying for an, another coach because they're paying for Travis Green right now and then they got Boudreaux. They're going to get rid of him. Bring in uh, Dave's favorite man, favorite Rick in the world, Rick Tockett, uh, in the very near future. But yeah, hockey's a bit of a mess with with these coaching changes. You, you, just, you just don't know if the old school guys are are on their way out for good or because Tortorelli, he's got his whole other set of problems there in Philadelphia, and that's another story we won't get into tonight. But you just seem that these these uh, old school hockey coaches are are really on their way out. I, it makes you wonder because that's. The Vancouver Canucks got the dead cat bounce there with Boudreaux last year, right? He comes in and what they win 13, 14 in a row. He he clearly gave him the order. Made the playoffs, like, yeah, he was 48 and 15 or 48, yeah. and whatever it was last year. Yeah, it was stupid. And now they're not doing well. And then, then how does that happen with the basically the same team with the same coach? And, and the only thing different are expectations. Same with the Flames. Now the expectations are higher and they're not they're not coming through and you know, Markstrom in Calgary isn't having the year that, that he had last year. And 
<laughs> when you play center hockey, you're winning games 3-2, 3-1. You're not winning the the seven fives that the Oilers seem to eke out every now and then, right? Yeah, like we're like we were out for dinner last night. It was one of the only places I've been in a long time didn't have a TV where I was ha- having a bite to eat, so I didn't <laughs> see what was going on during the game. I watched it afterwards once we got home. Uh, the Flames were down three nothing before you could have one of those heroin beers from the Saddle Dome. Like it was over early. Like it was just it was done. Uh, we'll get into some football. Divisional round uh, playoffs are going are starting on Saturday afternoon. Jacksonville KC's the first game, and then you got the Giants and the Eagles the NFC uh, a game on, on Saturday night. But the one that, that really is in, really intriguing for me, I'm a Niners guy, uh, the, but not that's not the point that I want to get to. The really intriguing po- uh, game to me on the weekend is how the Dallas Cowboys plan what their game plan could be with the train wreck they had with their place kicker on on uh, Monday night and how that's going to, to change the way Mike McCarthy might be uh, coaching his very last game because – Man, oh man, when you miss four or five uh, extra points when those are supposed to be automatic, I know they've they pushed the, the line back where they, they, they kick from uh, in the last 15, 10 to 15 years, but those should be automatic, and he, he weren't cold. He hit the post on one. But man, you got to think the Dallas Cowboys, uh, their coach right now is, oh, how do I do this? Because if they get a few points, you never you never know in, in, in any league. Daryl, if you were uh, Mike McCarthy, what's your level of uh, confidence in the place kicker for the for the Dallas Cowboys? Oh, man, I, I think it's a tough position, but I think they did the right thing by just leaving him where he's at and not bringing in competition in the playoffs. So I think that's number one, to give him some competition. I think they brought in somebody, but it wasn't for true competition right now. And I think... You know, for him to give that vote of confidence. And, I mean, the guy can do it. He's one of the best kickers in the league. I think he missed three field goals this year. He missed, I think, three extra points as well. One was in the last week. But, you know, at the end of the day, the guy can do it. It's just making sure his head's screwed on right, you know, because that that's all that was. You know, you, you do it in golf all the time. When you get the shanks, you got the shanks. And you just can't shake it sometimes. And I think that's kind of what that is with kickers. And I think that's where he was. And I think once he shakes it and... It should be good. Well, that's kind of what I compared it to. I was talking to somebody the other day about it. It's like uh, Chuck Knobloch back with the Yankees back in the late 90s when he got the yips and he was throwing baseballs into the stands. And he actually, there's a funny story that he told on uh, whatever, he was on some Letterman or something that was years ago. Chuck Knobloch threw a baseball when he had the really bad yips at one point and hit Keith Oberman's mom right in the head. Because <laughs> he, because remember he he made fifteen errors in the first half of the season that year, and he got the yips, and he just he couldn't shake them. And and Knobloch was a hell of a player back in the in the nineties with the Minnesota Twins, and then he ended up with the Yankees. And then they put him in left field where he couldn't overthrow it too badly. I mean, it happens. It's that it's that six to eight inches between your ears, Dave. That man, once you lose that, you're fucked. Well, I got to guess that the the entire Dallas coaching staff is hoping that the first kick, um is an actual field goal try from 30 yards. And then <clears throat> something nice and easy that he can stroke and put through, not a lot of pressure in the first quarter on the first drive, something like that. Just get it over with, get it behind you. Because <clears throat> if he has to wait and it's not, they don't they don't score for whatever, let's say they're getting shut out and and he has more time to think about it. And the more time you think about it, the, the, the shit that you seem to do when you when you want to just get in there, do your job, and get back on the bench. 
See, that's the one thing about baseball and, and, and hockey is you get a chance right away to go and, and right your wrongs. Like you have a, a game, like in baseball, it's usually the next day. Hockey, maybe two, maybe three days max where you can go and like if you're, if you're a goalie and you have a bad night, you can, you can get it. You get a chance again. When you're a football player, you have now they only six days because they played on Monday night. But man, when you are sitting there and all you see, especially if you're from Dallas and they're talking to Jerry Jones about it, they're talking to the owner, the GM, the coaches, the, the whole state of Texas and all the Dallas fans everywhere like that. There's no way these cats don't listen to, to, to media that you can't. Like, there's no way that they, they, they don't hear something. Like, this six days off, man, that, I, I mean, I'm mentally weak as it is. You put that into the <laughs> equation, I'd be fucked, Daryl. No, oh, it's it's intense. Like, I mean, I just can't imagine that that pressure on them. And to step out there, like Dave said, is hopefully try to get something out of the way quick. But, uh, you know, don't want to miss that first one or else then it's just restarts all over again, I think. And then everybody everybody is thinking the same thing. Like if they, if Dallas scores a touchdown, their opening drive and he shanks that extra point, then it's like, Oh fuck, what do we do? And then that's going to change play calling. They're going to go for it on fourth and fourth and goal from the four, as opposed to taking the easy three. It's, it's going to change play calling. It's, it's going to be a, a really quiet uh, place on the bench for him to think about. You just sit there and think about what you did. Right or what you did? It's one. Of, it's one of the most interesting positions in the world because, like, they do nothing all game, nothing all game. They they literally don't have to train as hard as guys. They're not really putting themselves in a place to be injured, like in the trenches, like these guys. And yet, that guy can cost all those guys who worked so hard on the fields the entire game. And I just I can't imagine what that pressure feels like. Yeah, I think I read he makes eight hundred and fifty grand or nine hundred grand this year compared to whatever. Dak Prescott makes, and Prescott had a really good game against Tampa. I mean, Tampa's fucking terrible, but um, like he had a. And you think a guy making thirty-five million is depending on a guy who makes eight hundred fifty grand? Like, oh man. Okay, let, let's do a hypothetical here because of a podcast, aren't it's fun? Fun to talk that way. Thirty-one thirty. Dallas just scored three seconds left. I don't even know the guy's name. What's his name? Mar. 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 Mar's already missed one, and he missed an extra point in the third quarter. Dallas just scored three seconds left in the game. They're down 31-30. Does McCarthy say, Dak, ball's yours? Try for two? Or, Daryl, do you take the what's supposed to be a guarantee, and you get one? What do you, what are you doing if you're, if you're Mike McCarthy? What am I doing? I think McCarthy would kick it. Personally, I would go for it. I think McCarthy's. I think he's not the gambling type of guy. Um, but personally, I think after if you said he's missed one already, you got that in his head. Plus, then there's just the question right there: is you know, go for it to win it, anyways. Um, so you kind of got both of those things you got to consider. And I think that you know when you got the weapons that Dak has, whether it's him running, whether it's Zeke running, whether it's, you know, throwing one up to Lamb, I think they got so many options that they can, uh, they can get that too pretty, pretty easily. They got a pretty stout offense. I, that's I that's San Fran defense. So they're pretty good. I mean, it's, yeah, man, I don't know what I, Dave, what would you do? Well, in your hypothetical, they already put 30 on them. So you got to think they're doing something right. Um, I'm, I'm going for the you win. You weren't supposed to listen to what I was. Nobody else does. <laughs> you gotta go for the win on the road. Let's, 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 let's fuck or walk here, boys. I think everybody wants to go for the win as opposed to 
to uh, leaving a little bit of uncertainty in overtime. I realize with the new overtime rules, both teams are going to get the ball, but still, just go for the win right now. And and that's that's with that's with if you have Adam Vinatieri kicking, I'd still I would still on the road on the road go for the win at home. Oh man, because on the because you can get a penalty in here and there with the crowd noise. Like, yeah, it's oh, fuck me, man. I don't know. I don't know. I but but you get a penalty and then you still have the opportunity to kick, right? Yeah. You can still take your. Seat. I don't know, man. Like, if a guy's failed you six times in the last two weeks, like, oh fuck, like oh. Jesus. It'd be, like, it'd be like putting in a backup months. goalie for for a shootout. Yeah. You know. Well, they even they even had Dak on the sidelines. Let's go for two. Let's go yeah, for he, two. I, and that was after but, the third one. He was pissed yeah. off. Dak was bad. <laughs> let alone the fourth. Yeah. Oh uh, no, I feel for that guy. McCarthy just saying, no, you get out there and you get it right, like once before next week, because we're up big. So like it doesn't matter right now. We're just gonna get you right. Yeah, and that, then that you was go solid, McCarthy, to, to to say that go and do it and, and get get one out of your system and see see who we got. If he didn't make that one, he'd be hanging from a tree branch in Amarillo, Texas, right all now. All week, all week, be wondering he can make one. At least he got the one. No, it's it's absolutely crazy. I I I, I don't know. I I don't know. Like that, that to me, that's the biggest storyline of the of the week coming up because the the, the other games will take care of themselves. I think because the course it's it's a lot of quarterback versus quarterback situations. Whereas the, this one, uh, you have big big cock Brock and, and Dak Prescott. Who Prescott had a great game against uh, against uh, the the Tom Brady situation there in in Tampa. Um, but I think that this game in, in Dallas is a situation where you have a good defense versus a pretty good defense and a, a great and not a great offense. Like it's not not a great offense. I think that's the, the game of the week for me is is this one that's going to be where the storyline is going to come down to the a stupid fucking kicker. So you got two teams out there going at it, and we're sitting around here talking about an idiot. Kicker. I think this is going to be the one. Like That's I, I really Peyton do. Manning for you. Yeah, Peyton Manning. <laughs> I, I really do. Uh, games of the week this week. We got Jacksonville, Kansas City. I don't know how much of a game this is going to be. I think it's an eight and a half point spread. I, I mean, the spread means nothing at this point in the year unless you're a gambler. Uh, win the game or go home, a kind of deal. Uh, oh, not, not kind of. That's what it is. Uh, Daryl, Kansas City, Jacksonville. What do you got in this one? What are you thinking about this football game? And, uh, is it going to be a, a game at all? Like Jacksonville's lucky to be there. Like really fortunate that Chargers are going to charge her kind of deal, right? Yeah, for sure. I, uh, being a Bills fan, I'm cheering for Jacksonville hard so we get another home game, hopefully. But uh, <laughs> honestly, I did, you know, Kansas City, you just watch them, and they're just a juggernaut. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is just – he's insane. As, as good as, you know, the other quarterback, top quarterbacks, Allen, Burrow, Herbert, all that, like, he just – but Mahomes is still another level up, and that's why he's going to get MVP this year. I just, I just can't see Jacksonville keeping up with him. That said, Kansas City's defense isn't that strong, so I mean they can put up points. So it'll be interesting to see if if they can go all the way with him. What's crazy about Mahomes is that we think he's been around for a lot of years because he's been doing a lot of good things for a lot of years. So you see, he's only a year older than the rest of those guys, a year or two older than the rest of those quarterbacks. Like it's not like he's like it's, it's not like he's an old man in comparison. And and he and we talk about it on our show a lot, Dave, with Patrick Mahomes. We like it's just all the, the talk was about all the athletic the other athletic quarterbacks, and then Mahomes is having one of those hold my beer type of years. 
Like, fuck, okay, these, they're, everybody's talking about these these fucking guys. Watch this. And I think he's going to have a, a weekend this week, and he's going to tear up Jackson, Jacksonville bad. I don't think it's going to be bad. Jacksonville has shown too much heart, and their defense has played off the charts for the last little bit here as well. Um, you know, they were down 27 nothing, not because of the defense. It was because of turnovers against the Chargers. And they bared down. They held them to three points the rest of the way. And um, when they stopped turning over the ball, the ball is when they, they came back. I That's the only way Jacksonville has a chance. I'm looking here. Chiefs are eight and a half uh, point favorites. For whatever reason, if Jackson can uh, Jacksonville can turn them over, then that's how they're going to uh, even make this close. Yeah, the second game on Saturday, Giants Eagles. Eagles had the best record in the NFC, uh, and I Jalen Hurts is great. Giants good. Like it's it's not a very sexy game. The NFC nor uh, not that great this year. The East. I mean, the they had three teams in the playoffs, but I I just I just don't think the Giants have the horses to pull this one off. The Eagles are good. The, the Eagles are good. They have an athletic quarterback compared to what the Giants had, but but the Giants won last week. So you got you got you got to think that all the teams are good at this point. Daryl, yeah, for sure. I think I, I think you know the Eagles' dominant team, dominant defense. You get Hurts back in there. I think they got you know people are sleeping a little bit just because of those last few weeks and. Uh, you know, the Giants, they came from nothing. They're the, you know, feel-good story. They're going to get coach of the year. Usually only do that when you, you know, basically overachieve. Um, and I think that's where they're at. I think that this is going to be good for them this year. They not only made playoffs, but they got a win in the playoffs. And uh, I think this is where it stops. And I think they uh, get off the playoff train now and, and Philly uh, handles them pretty handily. I think the Giants got a puncher's chance here. I really do. Like they, they've seen, so they've seen the Eagles three times. Um, they're not going to get fooled. Like it, it depends how creative that the coaching can get in Philadelphia. Cause um, you know, the way Daniel Jones and, and Saquon Barkley have been playing the last down the stretch here, they, they can, I, I, I definitely think the Giants are going to be make this closer than the seven and a half dog that they are, um, and and I believe of of the upsets, I think I this is this is when I think might happen. This one's funny, Dave, because all all season long since back in September, you've been touting how bad the NFC is, especially the, the NFC East. And uh, if if uh, just by chance that the the Giants can pull this one off, and then the uh, by chance Dallas pulls their their one off with. With their kicker making making an extra point at the end, uh, you'll have two teams from the NFC East in, in this game, and uh, it would be interesting to see a New York Dallas NFC Championship game. Might be it'd be good for TV. I mean, every NFL game gets great TV ratings, but this one would be really good for television and, and the like. It would be something else. Oh, it would rate to the roof. NFC uh, North or yeah, NFC East. Yeah. draws the biggest numbers because that's just well they got great big well, cities right just with they got great all kind of works cities. yeah and the cowboys yeah it's uh we'll get to, i want to talk about cowboys a little bit for a little we get to that in a second but um cincinnati buffalo daryl you got your buffalo bills jersey on i'm sure you're you're guaranteeing a, a buffalo win uh i haven't been bi as big on buffalo all year long and i have 
Once again, no reason why since uh, the preseason started, everybody's been sucking off the Buffalo Bills. No matter what they do, they lost the game early, and then but they, they they roll a little bit. They made the playoffs, blah blah blah. They have the situation with Demar Hamlin, on and on and on, blah blah blah, with the <laughs> Buffalo Bills all year long. Tell me why. I don't want to hear why they're going to win because I'm sure you have a thousand reasons why they're going to win. I want to hear two reasons from a Buffalo Bills fan. I see you got a Buffalo Bills helmet in the background. You got a Buffalo Bills hat on and a Buffalo Bills jersey on. Once we get this up on YouTube, you guys will see that. Tell me why the Buffalo Bills might lose this football game. Well, they're not, he says. (laughs) Josh Allen tries to be a hero and does too much. Um, he really has to play within himself. That's honestly when we get in trouble is when he just doesn't take his easy checkdowns. And honestly, the offensive coordinator doesn't help him and they just don't help with the running game. Um, but then Josh starts turning the ball over, fumbling, interceptions. They've been a huge problem this year. And if you watch every game like I do, they're not just interception. They are bad. Like just just bad trying to do too much. What are you throwing it there for kind of type interceptions? So I think that's number one. Um, and honestly, I think the other thing is basically we just, we got to take advantage of that, uh, that Bengals O line. If, if we can't do that and get to burrow, um, he's going to eat us alive all day. Those that's going to be the two things. Go ahead, Dave. Well, I just think, I just think Von Miller being out for the thing. Um, like you say, the pass rush, um, Say what you want about Von Miller. That guy knows how to rush the passer. And if you don't get, if you give Joe Burrow time to throw, he's going to kill you. He is as good as it gets when he has a nice clean pocket. No question. We we got talent up front. They're young. They're, you know, we got a first rounder and two second rounders. Um, we got Ed Oliver, another first rounder in the middle. Um, the other guys are on the edge. And like, I mean, we got the young talent to do it. it they aren't Von Miller. Though. I mean, even I was amazed what he was doing when he got in there. Um, still putting up eight sacks. And like, I mean, he just, he still looked like a terror at his age. And uh, I didn't watch him all that much when he was with the the Rams and the Broncos lately. And I mean, just to watch him in a Bills uniform, I mean, it's it's amazing what he could do to help the entire line. And uh, yeah, it would, it would be nice to have him out there, no question. The weather's supposed to be quite adverse on 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 uh, Sunday too. It's supposed to be snowing like a bastard. And, and people say that one team has an advantage over the other, but that that uh, Buffalo's going to have a home field advantage because of the snow. I don't think any of these dudes want to play in that kind of shit. I, I, and that's why I don't think home field advantage in the playoffs in in an outdoor element. Yes, it's loud and everything else. One team cheering another way, but when it comes to this this cold horrible shit. Most of these SEC guys, they don't like playing in the snow, and I don't think there's a there's an advantage playing playing in uh, at home like like there is in the reg- like early in, in the season. I I really don't. It's cold and shitty. Yeah, I, I'd agree. It's crowd noise, and that's it. No, right? And I mean, it's not like it's balmy in in Cincinnati, so they're uh, they're not going to feel any different that way. I think it's home advantage just comes to crowd noise and a little bit of comfortability of sleeping in your own bed. That's, that's where it's going to come down to now. Dave. It's what's well, it's going to be mayhem. We've all seen uh, the bills mafia go absolutely apeshit. Um, if, if, <laughs> if, if Buffalo wins this game, you're going to hear a cheer around the world. 
those uh it's the the I don't ever remember even in those Jim Kelly years from way back when I don't remember the Bills fan base being this ridiculously passionate. The, like you hear Bills Mafia all it's the time. It's come out in the last couple of years a lot. It oh, has a, a lot more than before. Well, I think it has to you guys. I mean, for us who have been fans for 30 years, I mean, you just hide hiding somewhere is all you're doing. We're actually getting some some national recognition right now, so you're actually seeing some stuff. But I mean, the the Bills fans aren't like we aren't flighty fans. Like we've stuck through and through since the Jim Kelly days, and we've been breaking tables for the last 30 years. And it's <laughs> it's you know, but we're finally getting some you know respect and some actual national coverage. So you guys are starting to see more when you followed on Twitter and all that for the years that I have. I mean, it's it's no different right now. I mean, we've always sold out our stadium. We've always had those crazy crazy tailgating. Um, it was it's it's just something else, and, and it's not something that's changed in the last couple of years. You know? Four in a row was it four? Yeah, they lost four. <laughs> in a row. Yeah. Yeah. So you were young. Were you a fan then at that time, Daryl? You're a that, bit younger than me. That's when I started. I mean, they asked, "How do you become a Bills fan?" Well, how do you become a fan of anything, especially when you're in Canada, not living in one of these cities that uh, that that our teams, uh, whatever sport, are? And I, uh, I I tell the story. I remember. I can't remember if it was the first thing it was, but it was right around the 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 second or third Super Bowl, and one of those Bill starter jackets came out, and I got one for oh, Christmas. Those were nice. Uh, I still got it. I still the got it. And, one, the uh, red one or blue one? The blue one. The blue one. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and I remember asking for that, and you know the big the big buffalo on the back, and oh, I just yeah. fell in love with them then, and it just it never looked back. And those starter jackets. Oh man, my. Uh... Dave, you you know my uncle, awesome mayor, awesome Sean Patience, Fort McLeod. He he still wears his Broncos starters jacket every Sunday. Like, <laughs> I don't know how the thing's got to be drenched, like like the the white's yellow now from smoking darts and the whole bit. Like that. Well, and it repels the beer too, right? Well, whatever else he's got going on, it's not just beer. We'll talk well, about that on the fourteen twenty podcast. I, I was actually going to Buffalo to the the Cleveland game, and that was Snowmageddon, and. Uh, we got snowed out, and uh, I had my starter jacket ready to go with me for that that snow game. And nice. fortunately, we didn't make it. So, oh, that was too, did, and they played that game where in Minnesota, that Detroit, in, in Detroit. And Wait, Spence, Spence, Spence is in our league. He actually, uh, we were going. He was going with one of his guys. Then me and my wife were joining them, and uh, he actually drove, flew into Toronto. Still, we were going to take a bus down, a rally bus down. They drove four hours to Detroit Saturday night, and then went to the game in Detroit. Oh, they, they oh, and you, but you guys didn't do that. Just no, nah, we said I've been, I've seen Buffalo enough. I don't need to see him in Detroit. I've never seen him in Buffalo. So Spence and I, like, we want to go see before they they blow up the Ralph, and uh, we want to go see the stadium. So. Have That's they broken a, ground yet on that the, the new barn or no not yet I think it'll be this year it's 2026 planned for so okay. is it retractable or is it going to be outdoor what they got planned there I don't I, I outdoor outdoor uh, but they're going to cover the 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 stands more so it'll be a little little less on the uh, the audience but it'll be it'll be the same thing on the field see I don't know how I feel about that like I Jesus because I fuck okay. I don't think that the element should come into play of a championship for either team, whether it be a baseball game or a hockey game. Obviously, hockey's not that way. A, a football game, 
or soccer match or whatever. I think it's, it should come down to the, the two best teams and it, sh it shouldn't come down to elements. I think every pro sports league should have the option for an indoor outdoor facility, uh, all in one. And, th and these guys have enough money where they can do it. And there's no way they, there's no way that they don't. Cause I, well, that, that's my opinion. I, I don't think that, a, that a championship should come down to, uh, if it's cold outside. It's been a huge debate in Buffalo. I mean, because of what we get, especially off the, that Lake Erie, like, I mean, it's, it, it, it's something where everybody says, you know, like you should do this, but on the flip side, everybody says, no, this is Buffalo weather. Um, but I mean, I agree with you come playoff time that, you know, you don't play in this all year. It comes at the end of the season more than anything. And you've changed the game for the Super Bowl um, or the playoffs. So like, I get it in that fashion, but I mean, Still, it, it's there's nothing like a good weather game. It's a good snow game. It's it's fun to watch. I agree with that too. Uh, football was designed and invented to be an outdoor game. Let's keep the elements part of the game. And then, by your same logic, then, like you know, um, you two were fucked. No, but in the world, that is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. No, you just finished saying they should take the elements out of it. Like baseball is played outdoors. Some some days it's cold. Some days it's it's hot. Some days there's a breeze in Chicago and Wrigley. The wind's blowing in today. No one's going to hit a home run. The the Green Monster in Boston. Yeah, the GM uh, keeps that in mind when he when he makes his roster. He wants those. Uh, but, those, foot, those <laughs> but football doesn't have different dimensions, Dave. Well, you know, but you just finished saying like it's it, it should be the same come playoffs. Like then maybe the all the baseball should be played in a neutral site because then they're hitting on the same field, right? Different. No, no. I'm I'm not the biggest baseball fan at all, but I do follow it. And what what's crazy to me is that you're playing into October playoffs, and I mean it's a totally different game, which is kind of to my point. What I was saying is like. You're hitting a cold ball, a cold bat, and just like totally different elements when you're in October for the final game that you haven't played like that all season. And now all of a sudden you're playing in this cold weather for the final game. It doesn't make sense to me. I get that. Point. A little bit of cold is a, a lot different than a lot of snow, though. That changes everything. Yeah, but what I'm saying is it's a different game from what you play all season to all of a sudden in the finals the World Series Finals, you're playing a completely different game. We're talking different elements that, like, I'm saying, yes, when you get to Super Bowl, it's way too cold for it to be different from the rest of the season. But I still think that there's got to be elements. It doesn't need to be this perfect conditions where nothing affects it. No, no chance. Then tell every team who has a dome to get rid of those then. Well, well you probably would. The, everyone has a reason, right? Minnesota, because of the snow, Buffalo chooses not to. New York's is outside, um, but Atlanta... The and NFL got lucky that Super Bowl they had in New York or that it wasn't fucking 40 below in the driving snow and everything else. That, they, they got really lucky there a couple few years back. Yeah, I don't think they're even going to be rolling the dice for that again. Um, has, has it been, have you been to a dome game and to a field game, outdoor field game? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Because like a dome game, it... It has like that, just like a basketball arena feel to it, which is fine. Don't get me wrong. It's nice. It's pleasant. The weather's perfect in there, but it's a totally different feeling than when you go to an outdoor game, whether it's in September or whether it's in December. It's not the same feeling. And I love the feeling of an outdoor game. Like it's, that's what football I feel is meant to have been. 
I agree. Yeah, I'm on Daryl's side here too. It's okay to wear bring a toque and and some mittens to a to a game to watch outside. I find the indoor stadiums too, like they do trap the noise a little bit better, and it's it's almost like you're in a mall with fucking a football game in the middle. There's just it's just it's weird. It's weird. It's a different like, vibe. I like it. I like it, but it's it's different. My football watch, like I've been to a lot of different games here and there, but I, I, the two opposite ends of the spectrum, November of whatever year it was, I can't remember, it was 2009, 10, doesn't, that doesn't much matter. USC, Notre Dame, great. November of 2001, uh, Western final, Edmonton Eskimos versus the Calgary Stampeders. Yeah, I'm not going to a CFL or, or or a football game when it's cold out. I don't care CFL, NFL, college. I'm not. Fuck that. Nope. No way, man. You know, it's it's funny because I'm going to this Buffalo game, right? Yeah. And we're going, we're going, and all of a sudden, two weeks in, you're like, oh, there could be some bad weather. My wife's coming with me. She's a fair weather woman. We're going, but she's she's ready to go. And I'm like, you know what? It's going to be snowy, but like the forecasts weren't that bad, you know, going up to us. We're like, okay, now we're prepping for this snow. And and we're like, this is our first game in Buffalo. And it's like, what more do you want than a a big snow game in Buffalo? Not to the extent that it was six feet. Yeah, I got a little bit hairy there. (laughs) Yeah, a little bit different. But, but you know, we went from what we thought was going to be like two degrees. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, bring out the starter jacket and – you know, get ready for that. And, you know, I was, I was pumped to go to, did I want, you know, 50 kilometer hour winds? No, uh, just a nice coolish minus three day with snow falling would have taken that any day. Absolutely. Yeah. It's just, yeah. It's, well, fans, like I can't disparage what a fan thinks. And you, you've been watching these guys for, for a long time. And it's just what it is. Bill's mafia is a, is a thing. I, I just, because the older you get, man, being cold sucks, Dave, eh? Oh, you you dress for it. Like, I overdress. <laughs> like, you've seen me when I'm dressed for cold weather. Like, I am bundled right the fuck up. So, yeah. uh, when we used to do this face to face before the COVID thing or whatever it was back then, you'd, you'd come over down to the Yankee Tavern here and met my God, you would be bundled up. It was only like three degrees. It was like, dude, it's not that bad out. Like, whatever. Like, like once you get a little bit older, like ah, no, I'm good, I'm good. Hey boys, as a, as a follow up to that though, instead of going to Detroit, me and my wife went to Puerto Vallarta for five days, so I enjoy the heat too. <laughs> Did you bring the starter jacket? <laughs> no, no, not that at home. Talks a little lighter. Do you have Zumba? What was it? Zamus or Zumba pants? Like you remember those? Pants? Yeah, the no, tiger stripe. My wife bought a headband that was Zubaz and I, I love it. <laughs> oh man, the stuff that we used to buy and wear because we thought we were fans just looked like an idiot back in the day. Yeah, terrible, just terrible. I have a one of those satin Yankee jackets, you know, like Joe Torre wore in '96. I, yeah, I don't, I don't, whatever, man, it's gross, but anyways. Daryl, you gave me uh, some reasons why they won't win the uh, the game on Sunday, the Buffalo Bills. Give me some reasons uh, why they will win on Sunday. Josh Allen, first, best quarterback in the league. No. Patrick Mahomes, like I said before. Oh, that's a lot. <laughs> He's only the best quarterback in that game, Matt. No, no, he is. There's, there's no question. There's no debate, bro. He just, there's, there's nobody like Josh. Even though Patrick Mahomes, I will give him, he is... He is the top dog. There's nobody like Josh who can throw, who can run, who can vomit. 
He's run through guys, jump over guys. Like, Burrow's amazing. Don't get me wrong. Accurate passer. He's slippery too, but he can't run like Josh. Like, nobody gives the respect to Josh with, okay, they look at his passing yards. He had 4,200 yards this year with 16 games. Not far off. And then he's got 700 rushing yards with a bunch of TVs. Like, there's just, he just brings a different element to the game that not many can. And yes, there are some running quarterbacks, Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson. They don't pass like Josh. And the ones who pass like Josh don't run like him. So I think he brings the, those two elements and he's going to, he's going to take us to the championship. And don't forget, we got a top five defense. Like, I mean, everybody forgets that. That again, year after year, we keep putting these defenses out. And we had a ton of injuries this year, too, where guys were missing. And we're relatively healthy, and uh, we're we're coming for them. So. Yeah, you guys got to play the Jets and Patriots twice, though, too. That helps the defense. Well, we lost to the Jets. <laughs> but that was, Our that was... losses this year were just pathetic. It was the Dolphins... <laughs> When we all gained them 500 to 200 yards, the Jets, which is where we actually got dominated, and then that Minnesota Viking game debacle where Jefferson pulls the one-handed catch on fourth and whatever. So it was, it was. But aside from that, yes, it's nice to finally have a half decent division to just beat up on, especially the Patriots. Um, <laughs> that was a long. What, what I Don't find wait. funny, Daryl, is that you're 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 just you're, you're just blabbing about uh, Josh Allen, but you f- you forget to talk about a guy who has a better winning percentage and who's never thrown a, a interception in the National Football League in Big Cock Brock Purdy. <laughs> it's it's those are stats, man. Those are stats. Stats <laughs> don't, don't lie. He still hasn't thrown Inti. No. Wow. Yeah. No. I mean, I've got zero times zero. Still fucking zero. No matter what. Oh my god! It's you're a 49ers <laughs> fan. You said Brent. I, I watch enough. Yeah. Yeah. It's it. It really is amazing to to watch what he's doing. As you know, Mister Relevant. I can't. I can't believe it. It's you just wouldn't expect it, and you do watch him, and he actually looks like the part. It's it's crazy. Well, what's funny about that is, like you talk, I'm not saying Brock Purdy's going to be the next Tom Brady, but it's it's 22 years or 21 years today that the tuck rule happened uh, with Tom Brady in the uh, the in uh, in Foxborough with uh, the Oakland Raiders, and it was 21 years today that the the Brady mystique started really when when that tuck rule. To me, that was a fumble. To me, that yeah. was a fumble. There's no doubt in my mind. There's a great 30 for 30 I watched last week on that. To me, that was a fumble. And the, the, if with if that call was overruled and changed, you wonder what all would have happened. Like how it all would have worked out, Dave. It, it, it's a fumble to me now, but to when, they, when it happened, because I don't think it ever was called that way in the past. And now everyone knows the rule. Now you can clearly see it. At least you know it. But at that time... It's like they made it up as they were going along. Yeah, I I, I kind of agree with Daryl there. Like back, like the the refs got it right, and and so even though if you everybody thought it was a fumble, but it wasn't because that's that's the rule that that it was the tuck rule, and then so it was the right call. You know, Raider no. fan, it's Raider fa- fan. It was like they, it was the right call. But it was just a confusing call. But and years before that, did you ever see that call before? I never it, had. No, no, especially in a moment. Maybe it had been, but never in a moment that big, right? That was a game-saving call. Um, in I've never seen it, so I think that none of us knew about it. That's what made it like 
what are you talking about? That is a clear fumble. Yeah, I I don't know. Anyways, it's just you wonder if the the, the, the Brock Purdy is going to be the Tom Brady two point oh. Because remember, Brady went in the seventh or eighth round, whatever it was back then, from Michigan, and Purdy went from Iowa State, State, and la- the last pick overall. Dave, who you got winning on Sunday with the uh, Buffalo Bills, Cincinnati Bengals? What do you got? What, what are you thinking? This is going to be a hell of a game. I have. Um, Buffalo winning this one though. I uh, Buffalo's favored by five, I believe, uh, five and a yeah. half. And I'm surprised the spread's that big. I think this one's going to be a field goal. I really do. Um, it should be a hell of a game. And um, this is the one. This is I always look forward to uh to playoffs, obviously. And it, but this one's going to be a hell of a game. And and I hope it lives up to the billing. Uh, we talked about it earlier on this week, Dave, or was it last week? I don't know. We talked so fucking much. I don't even know anymore. But uh, this could come down to that X fact that I talked about with uh, DeMar Hamlin. If he shows up in the stadium or whatever's going to happen, he's going to be that boost a little bit. And th- this way, he might be the X factor just for the team um, to say, hey, let's let's win one for DeMar, whatever. Yeah, I, I think th- that he might be the X factor because the teams are so evenly matched. I, I think it's going to come down to Buffalo winning because of DeMar Ham- Hamlin. That's my opinion. As to that, Demar Hamlin, I was listening to a podcast with um, uh, fuck Long that won the the Super Bowl. With, like he played for the Rams, and he won the Super Bowl when he was with the Eagles. Eagles. Um, and as story, far as Dave. It, well, no, no, no. But sorry, but his point as an ex player was uh, that whole Buffalo team. Which it wasn't a cloud over him after the Demar game. They couldn't really focus on football. Like the fact that they even beat the Pats on the last uh, game of the year was like a huge exhale. And it's like, fuck, okay, we're safe. Like, safe. Our, our playoff lives are safe. DeMar's going to be okay. And then they almost had to do a control out delete just to get back into focus. That doesn't work. At- and play, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. Just- I know what you're saying. Like, because that, that, that's my go to move, old guy. Just hitting the computer like fuck. Yeah, good. But uh, I think now, they, like Buffalo, like they had it, an event happen to them as teammates that they'll never forget, um, even though they might want to. But they can, like you know, the fact that when Demar got out of the hospital, like two games before game day and what have you, they can just take that big collective sigh of relief and and know that their teammates gonna make it and. It, it it might be a, a uniting factor and 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 something to play for and and if if Demar Hamlin leads him onto the field on Sunday, then that that place is going to explode. Daryl, any thoughts on that? Yeah, I think it's and the the worry of the Patriots game was obviously I thought it was one of two things: we're either going to just obviously want to come out so high but just fall flat, or you're just it's going to take over and. And you're, it's going to be motivating for them, even though he wasn't in the stadium then, just that they were back on the field and, and that they knew it was okay. Um, so it was nice that they came out with that kickoff, but they actually did come out a little bit flat um, because next thing you knew, they, the kickoff was great, but it was 14-14 um, and we weren't playing our best ball. So I, I'd still worry about that, that, you know, like that, that we don't want that to become too much of the focus. And I, I think we got a mature enough team that, that they won't let it, but I mean, it's still hard to not let them normal emotions just take over. And I, 
I still have that little bit of a worry that, you know, that you, you don't want to come out too high and then fall flat on it. And, uh, but I don't, I don't think we will. I think that, that it'll lift us up, you know, where it needs to be. But I think that the guys are pretty focused, I think. And I think that they're, they're one of the most professional teams there. And I think that it'll, it'll bring the boost, but not, not, not distract from, from the goal. I got Buffalo winning this game in a close one field goal kind of deal. I got them, them going, but then I got them going to the Super Bowl and losing, actually, just because that's what Buffalo does at Super Bowls. That, that's <laughs> the way you're talking about them at the beginning. I wouldn't have thought you, you would have had them there even, Brent. Good to so, hear that. Yeah. How many Super Bowls you lose? All of them. Everyone we were yeah. in, every single one of them. Why? Well, that's what we do. Anyways. The, uh, but how many AFC championships do we have? Four. <laughs> Scott Norwood, wide left. I remember that. Wide right. A wide right. Um, the the Monday after the Super Bowl, I I was in Wilcox, Saskatchewan, playing for the Notre Dame Hounds. I was watching that at the restaurant that sat nine people watching that football game back then. Yeah, I remember that vividly. Yeah, I remember that, for me. Yeah. David Letterman uh, the next day. It's like he does his monologue, and uh, like they came back from commercial, and it's like. What's that smell? What's that smell? And they pulled back the curtain. Oh, it's just Scott Norwood frying bologna, and they have this guy. <laughs> <in the middle. laughs> Poor have guy. You seen that Scott Norwood jersey? No. Basically, the end starts in the middle, and it goes all the way down the right side of the shoulder. <laughs> Norwood. That's <laughs> terrible. Poor like, guy. To, to, to be known for that forever. At least you're known, I guess. It's one thing, but man, oh man, that'd be that'd be a tough thing. Thirty, forty years later, like, oh fuck. And that's the one they did. Can we just to win. talk about something else? You know, because the Giants just did ball control. They they just dominated time of possession and and they won. Otis Anderson, I believe, was the MVP there. Like you, you got it. You compare it to. I mean, the baseball reference. We got to get to this manscape thing here in a second here, but uh, like you got to think like Norwood and Bill Buckner and those guys. Can can we just talk about something else? Like I, I did some really cool things in my life, but all you remember is that one bad, not not even a minute, one bad five seconds I had in my life. And that's all we're going to talk about forever. Like it, it fuck that would be horrible. It's it's a stain. <laughs> it's a stain. <laughs> and like early, like you said, Daryl, earlier on, like you're a kicker. You have one job. Like you have one job. Like the other guys got to look at defensive formations. Do this. Do this. Do this. Baseball. Do this. Do that. Hockey. Do this. You got kick the fucking ball through the uprights, and that's and that's it. And oh fuck, I got, I couldn't and, imagine. And, and on our point of view, it changes the Bills story. I mean, even if we lose the next three, it's you know we won, we won the one, and it's like. I think that's the biggest thing coming into the, the last few years and especially a year like this is like, man, it, it's pressure, but it's like, as a fan, it's like, we want that monkey off our back, you know, like those four Super Bowls. I mean, just get them off. If we don't, if we win one and that's all that we win with Josh and take advantage of this team we got fine. Like just, we want that one to just need it. Well, that, and that's the thing with, with, with winning a championship. It, it, it takes away all the other, all the outside stuff because <clears throat> you look at the, the Chicago Cubs didn't win one for a hundred years, yeah. right? They win one, and now that franchise gets a free pass for twenty years. Well, do whatever we want now. We got one. Yeah. Like it, it's crazy how a championship takes the stink off of everything. Well, that, until, the look Ma at, until the Maple Leafs win something, they're they're there with them. They right? won't. 
No, we were talking about that dinner last night. They're not going to win one this year. They're, they're just not. They're playing tap in the first round, so they'll be done by um, April Fool's Day. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then if they get lucky and beat Tampa, they get to play Boston. So one again tonight. Fuck yeah, he just refused to lose. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, get to this Manscaped. Manscaped, breaking news. Manscaped's now selling beer products. That's right. They are once again revolutionizing men's grooming with the brand new Beard Hedger. From a beard trim to a fresh shave, the technology based uh, behind the beard, the beard Hedger allows you to shape your signature beard look. Now you can fully use Manscaped products to make your drapes match your carpet. I'm reading this, but going to manscaped.com using promo code 1420escape2manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping. We have a contest going on. Uh, actually, tonight we'll use the, the code word Buffalo Bills. Send us a picture of your, your beard if you if you need. We have an extra couple of these uh, razors kicking around 1420 World Headquarters. We, so send us a picture of your, uh, your unshaven uh, face if you want one of these things. Plus, the, the code word Buffalo Bill will end in the contest that will last until Valentine's Day. We'll get you to get you to actually, we'll do it before Valentine's Day. So you shave your face, so you get a smooch from, from your uh, your uh, significant other on Valentine's Day. So we'll, that, that's kind of what uh, I came up with, Dave. Does that, that work for you? Yeah, it's, it sounds great. I, and we're not talking about shaving, we're talking about sculpting. Like, it's a trimmer. But it's yeah, there's 20 yeah, or so. some different settings on this thing. Like, it's pretty elaborate. I got a couple of them upstairs there. Like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah. It's like it's a, it's a $150 razor for Manscaped. You get it for free, and here you go, and see you later. It better than using Manscaped.com and promo code 1420escape. But if you use that, that's kind of cool, too. But so it's just, it's just so you don't – it's a it's – a, it's a pube shaver, but like with more settings. Is that what it no, is? No, no, it's an actual. It's it's for people with the big beards. It's for oh, the, okay. The sculpting and the thing, and but it has different settings on it. It's yeah. It's a. I haven't like. Well, I'll never use it because I can't grow it. Grow facial hair. Like this is this is hairy as I get. And Dave, we talked about that. Uh, Daryl, you got a bit of a uh, uh, some some facial hair there, but this this thing is something else. So if you have a if you have a great big grill of of, of hair. Uh, Send us the picture if you need some 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 grooming uh, help or or women if you're whoever listen to this show if your husband wants to, to need something send us a picture of his face plus the, the code word Buffalo Bills tonight and we'll put you in the contest and we'll go from there and then on on, on like February seventh when Super Bowl this year what day what day is it I, I want to say the eighth but I'm not a hundred percent I think it's later than that it's like the eleventh. So whatever it is, the, the, the Thursday before Super Bowl, we will pick the winners, and you'll have it before Valentine's Day. And so, men, you can trim your beard. There you go. For Valentine's Day, when you go out, and, or men, women, or two men, or two women, or however your face, or, or face or works, I don't know, whatever. Yeah, Anyways. figure it out. Anyways, the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, four beer sports, talking a whole lot more. We'll talk to you again in uh, two minutes. 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, four beer sports talk, and a whole lot more brought to you up by Old Faithful Seat Geek and SeatGeek.com, the SeatGeek app. Use promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com today and save yourself 20 bucks on your first purchase today. Daryl, you are the commissioner of a fantasy football pool. I can't imagine. I commend you for it. I cannot imagine. What it is like babysitting a bunch of grown men who think they're in charge of an actual team 
<laughs> and having to sit up late at night, probably usually on a Saturday night or getting up early on a Sunday morning to make sure that all the I's are dotted and T's are crossed. Daryl, how did you get into it? And uh, do you have any, I don't want to say regrets, but do you need sometimes go up? Fuck, do I wish I would have done this? Oh, man. Well, yeah, how I got into it's kind of a crazy story. So I think before Dave joined, um, this Moretti League had been going for 20-plus years now. I think it's pushing 25, if I remember right. I wasn't part of it from the onset, but I joined in at some point, um, maybe 15 years ago or something like that. And uh, there was one of those disputes where you have to babysit it, and uh, our commissioner was involved in it. And uh, at the end of the season, he ended up throwing up his arms and quitting. And um, yeah, long story short, we went into August and nobody was saying anything and nobody was saying anything. And I'm like, I was actually one of the newer guys in the group, not not the newest probably, but, you know, third last guy in the group. And um, I'd commission on another league too. But I was like, this is stupid, guys. Like, what are we doing? Like, you're fighting over fantasy football? Like, I'll take over commissioner if that's what's going to get everybody kind of back in order. And uh, yeah, I started organizing it from there. We got most of the band back together and maybe a couple new guys here and there, but uh, yeah. And uh, put some new rules in place and uh, made sure that we closed some loopholes that were causing the issues and some, some that I saw and just kind of try to get that. And that's how basically I became commissioner of the Moretti football league. No, no, and, go ahead. Sorry, Dave. Go oh, ahead. no, I'm just going to say, and, and Daryl, we, uh, we say it, and uh, you, you do an excellent job. Your your rulings are quick and fair. And and when we, the, the thing I like best about our draft is that, um, is that it's, it's live. We, we see each other face to face once a year. And, uh, and so we're able to go over rules. We're able to take votes and actually, and actually, have an owners meeting and and go from there. So it's so it's uh, that's that's why of all the fantasy dr- drafts I've I've done and been a part of, um, this is what this is what makes this one my favorite because we do actually get together in a table in, in a room and see each other once a year. Daryl, you, you you get into these things and you uh, you think it's great and it's fun. I was in fantasy football pool once in my life and it was fun and I had a great time. But it got to a point where I wasn't caring what the score was, and I wasn't uh, giving a shit who was what was uh, happening. My, you forget about your team, and you're more worried about what your player got for yards per this and this per that. And you're you're, you're you had a kicker. You, you just you, the team was going to lose, but you knew he would get some field goal chances. Do you, do you kind of miss just watching the game a little bit? Like you're a big uh, Bills fan, obviously, so you obviously watch the Bills play, but. The rest of it, do you ever want just watch other games for the sake of watching games? Because like I'm a huge baseball dork, and I I, I don't go in ba- in baseball fantasy pools because I just like watching the game. And do you ever find yourself thinking, "Geez, I wish I wasn't in this stupid pool because I just want to watch a fucking game." Uh, it's a double edged sword, honestly. Uh, you know the the part of me that just wants to relax and watch the game and not worry about anything and not realize why I'm grumpy in this game that I shouldn't have anything to be worried about. And then the other side of it is when you got Denver and Cleveland on Thursday night, you know, <laughs> Denver and anybody really when it comes down to it. Yeah. But it still brings you to be like, well, shit, I got Russell Wilson and, and uh, Cortland Sutton. So I need to watch this game. And it gives you still something to watch for. And, and, 
you know, so it, it does bring at least that element to it where every game kind of matters to you, but yeah. there's a big part. And again, I can watch a Buffalo game and turn off all my fantasy. I don't even look at the scores until Buffalo game's over, which is usually 11 o'clock game, and just focus on that game. But yeah, it's, it's, it, there's definitely that, that factor, you said. Dave? It's kind of weird, eh? That, um, especially in the first half of the year, it seemed like Denver was on the standalone game. Oh. Every other week, for God's sake. And then Bills, yeah, the Bills don't get the, the Monday nights, Sunday nights that uh, that Denver got. I don't think uh, the the networks are going to make that mistake this year. But um, So hopefully we get to see some like Buffalo and Cincinnati as opposed to Kansas City and Denver all the time. Well, Daryl, we in, in, in your mix it up a little bit. No, just when they, they put Denver in three out of five primetime games, Early, they had high hopes. The world had high hopes. Yeah, and you never know what you're going to get, and then you end up with that. I think they're. I think what they're going to learn is like, don't put so many eggs in those baskets. At least spread it out a little bit. Because when we got three out of five primetime Denver games, it was like, come on. Like, I I think they'll learn that lesson. That was ridiculous. Well, they did. What I read is like, um, you know, towards the ass end of the season, um, NBC could flex games in and out of Sunday night. Um, NBC and I think ESPN is going to have flex rights starting in, in like week four. So you're always oh, really? watching. Yeah. So you're watching a good game always on Sunday night and, and, and Monday night. So what did Amazon pay for then? Thursday night games. And you know, that's the shit part about it. Cause every team has to play one Thursday night. And so you can't flex in and out of Thursday and so I... you're going to get dogs. This is getting away from the fantasy football talk, but I actually believe that the NFLPA is going to say we're not, we're not doing this. And I think, and I, uh, we're not doing Thursdays. I think they're going to say we're not doing this. Our health and everything else, it's going. I, I I honestly think that's going to happen. Like I I, I know they, I know they, they signed on for a hundred billion dollars, whatever it was. But I think the P, the at the end of the day, well, fuck. You hate to say it that the players are, are, are indispensable because they're they are indispensable. It doesn't matter who's playing football, people watch. But I think the PA is going to have some heavy haters come out and say we're we're not doing this anymore. That again, but, playing on Sunday and then going again on fucking Thursday, we're not doing it. But it has nothing to do with Amazon. They signed their CBA two years ago and they're locked in for another eight. So yeah, they they have no clout to change it now. No, there's got to be a way because it's. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But it ain't going to happen for, like Daryl said, another eight years. Because And if they wanted to, they would have done it two years ago. Well, And the, and we talked about this, Dave, me and you on the, on the show before, is the players are so indispensable. They can put, it, they can put monkeys on TV and they'll fucking people will watch. People right? will it watch does, it doesn't much matter, right? So it, it, it's sad. It, it's, it's, yeah, I don't know. Because the games are never good. Bitching, you hear all the bitching about the short week, but then you forget you kind of get to that mini bye week after. So, like... There are guys that are okay with it because it's... You know, they're playing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, like, do you remember, like, you guys probably aren't CFL guys at all. Like, I, I barely am. I watch a couple of games a week or, or a year with my mom here and there. But um, when the Stampeders and Eskimos would play on Labor Day on Monday and then play again on Friday in Edmonton year, the, the few years back, like, what the fuck? Yeah, it was crazy. This nuts. Uh yeah, fantasy football, Daryl. Like, what did, were you in some pools beforehand before you became the commissioner? Like, were you, were you part of this Moretti oh. one first, or, or how did how did how did you initially get into fantasy football? Because man, it's the way it swept the the world of uh, of football fans in the last 
10 years. It's been unbelievable. How, like the internet's helped a, a lot, obviously. Well, it's funny you say that because I actually started at fantasy football league when I was in grade 10, I think in 1994. And uh, I used to do everything on paper. I'd run to the 7-Eleven and get the Calgary Sun because that's the only one that you had all the stats in it. And uh, I don't know how many guys we had in the league, maybe eight or 10 at the time. Emmett Smith, Steve Young were the, the big guys in those days. Um, and, and I would basically do everything manually, but I started that league yeah. that long ago. And then, uh, yeah, eventually in university, I started another league that kind of disbanded when the high school was out and then uh, started another league with the university boys. And I was doing similar because there still wasn't websites that had um, that easy, just plug in. I had <laughs> word spreadsheets and, and documents and, and, and the math wasn't always right. Uh, I said, double check my work boys with your points. Cause it's not always going to be perfect, but at least I could go on NFL.com and get the stats now instead of running to the Calgary sun. So it's crazy. I remember being in charge. We talked about Dave uh, being in charge of a hockey pool back in the day and the Leopard Herald on Tuesdays. So you get all the stats once a week. All right, well, I got them right, and your calculator be out and doing the like. It's it's a lot. It was a lot of work back then, but now you can type it in and it's it's, it's done. Uh, Dave, have you ever had like looking back? Uh, don't say you haven't because you have. Because I've known you for a very long time, and you argue that snow's not white, um, but or that that is white. Um, what's the most ridiculous argument that you've had towards Daryl? about a trade, a transaction, a draft pick, or whatever it might have been. What's the dumbest one that you've had toward Daryl that Daryl had to be an actual commissioner and come up with some kind of a, uh, a uh, an end to? Well, like in, 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 in the MFL, uh, there is an appeal process. And, oh, uh, oh, there is. And then there's a, a, a tribunal that you have to appeal with. Uh, my first year in the league. Judge, like was, oh, your first year, so you're ruffling feathers early. Well, I wasn't really ruffling feathers. It was more ignorance of the rules. Um, something happened. My my dog. quarterback was on uh, a bye week. My backup was on a bye week, and Roma was a last second decision. And I I panicked, and and then I so I I couldn't make the signing without dropping Romo, and so I dropped Romo and picked up. Who the fuck knows? Jake Winters. And then some other guy picked up Romo before the games even fucking started on the, on the waiver on the uh, drop. And I said, this isn't fair because he got hurt. He was the last second uh, thing. And then uh, Daryl, nope, fucking shit, man. That's that's the rules. And then I appealed to the tribunal. I lost three nothing, and uh, that was my that was my inter- introduction to the MFL. That so uh, what? However many years ago, let's 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 tell the truth now, Dave. Are, are you telling the truth of how you uh, did you try to pull it over someone's eyes? Were you complaining or like tell the truth? Oh, I was complaining. I wasn't trying to like because that was total ignorance. Um, it was total ignorance, and and I learned a hard lesson that like um, you just take the L because and also too, I never had Romo on my team again because that guy can fuck off. Well, now you really hate uh, Tony Rowan. I'm sure he's not listening to our show. If you oh, listen to our show God. on Monday night, he was. Uh, he wouldn't have been very happy. Daryl, what's the most ridiculous fucking argument you've gotten from these grown men who act like they're actual uh, owners and general managers 
of these teams because I you, you read about things and you hear about things and belly up sports that we're uh, uh, a part of they have a whole fantasy uh, fantasy network um, and so I listen to some of those things a lot what's the dumbest thing that you've heard of um start there so what's the dumbest what's the dumbest argument that you've ever had that go and some guy was adamant that he was right and and the rest of the world was wrong the one that caused me to be commissioner was basically one where it was in the the semifinals of the playoffs and basically our rule was whatever whatever you had if it happened to be a tie whatever you all your bench points added up to would be the tiebreaker so we got into it was two other teams and uh they were the one guy had Witten on Monday night, I remember, and he had one point lead. And all Witten needed was one point to beat the guy. So it was very unlikely that this was ever gonna happen. But the guy who was who was actually down, he went and picked up because we didn't close our, our waiver wire. We had like free agency open during all Sunday, all Monday. It was the dumbest thing ever. So so he goes and picks up all these players that have played already and put them on his bench that scored high for that week in case Witten doesn't get more than one point and it ends up a tie. Well, sure as shit, it ends up as a tie. He gets one point. And then you go look at his bench and he has stacked it with all these guys who put up all these points this week. So he wins, right? Well, no, everybody's saying, no, 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 everybody's, that's not the nature of the rule. I actually was on the side, I'm like, he found a loophole. You guys are the ones who kept the free agency. I open. agree. Like they always out. kept it open. They you could always go pick up guys in the middle of games, which I thought was the stupidest thing when guys get injured, whatever happened. Like and and I'm like, he's he found the loophole. The chances were that he couldn't have ever won that game. He did it. And oh that's when the league blow up. That's when the commissioner quit. That's when everybody <laughs> went home crying. And uh yeah, that that one was the most ridiculous. There, there might have been some just stupider ones, but that's definitely the most memorable. That's crazy that somebody pays like I mean, I can't pay attention that long. I think that's why I got out of it. The biggest thing I I can't pay attention week after week through that. Like I barely get pickums in on a on a Thursday just just to go through the but to to have somebody put that much focus into a fantasy football league, know the rules. He's, like what did this guy do for a living? Do you know? Do you remember? Was he a lawyer by chance? <laughs> well, so he had time around a computer, right? Like it's absolutely crazy to to find a loophole. Say I'm going to do this to win a fantasy football pool. It's nuts. It's absolutely nuts what people do for fantasy football. Well, and there's and there's two points to it, Brent. It's pride and money, and some of us could give a shit about the money. <laughs> We just want to put our name on that trophy, right? Like yeah. in the football league, I've never put my name on that trophy. I want more than anything to put my name on it. And I got another league where it's my old boys about as old as this Moretti league. And you know, that putting your name on that trophy is like everything. And the money's great, but we've been playing with our boys. That's another one. We do a live draft every year. It's like one you just you, you take serious and you put a lot of pride behind it so you can brag and rights. And, uh, you know, it, it's funny, but there are some guys, it's the money. It's not the pride. So it's funny. 
Yeah, it's crazy how some guys they can put their their life's work into it every every year for for 17, 18 weeks, whatever it may be, and they end up in last place every year, no matter what. And there's other people who go, yeah, him, 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 yeah, good, whatever, and they end up mid range, sometimes challenge for a title. Okay, like, it, it's actually crazy how it all works out because none of us actually know fuck all when it comes down to it, Dave. Uh, no, it, it's you're right. It's it's at at the end of the day, it's it's a lot of luck and and. And like real NFL, injuries can just fuck you over so bad. And then because, like I know better than anyone, there <clears throat> after week three, there's no running backs on the waiver wire, and so you're you're chugging through, just praying that they can uh, maybe squeak a touchdown here and there. Um, the thing also, like Daryl was saying, the bragging rights there. You got the on on this pool that we're in. Um, it's it's not only the the payouts at the end. Uh, DFL has to host, so you're supplying food and beer for twelve gentlemen on one day. So it's 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 a kick in the ass, and and financially and labor wise and and Bucking. everything. Yeah, old, and old Dutch chips and old Milwaukee. Here you go, boys. <laughs> I'm out. See you later. And, and that's me this year, fellas. Sorry. Uh, yeah, Shit. the commission's hosting. It's it's oh, did it, he get last place? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's Josh Allen guy, didn't he? It's like no. he's gonna get you on a Sunday <laughs> again. You watch. <laughs> I, I I I I traded away all last year's draft, so I had nothing left going into this one. Yeah, he went. He pushed his chips in the middle last year. Yeah, me and, and Dave made a big trade to that last year. Yeah, and then it. Uh, so I think I gave I traded Mostert for you, and then he ended up fucking up his knee the very next weekend. Oh, or you gave like me Debo and Kelsey at the end. Oh, that that's it. Yeah. Did you have any hissy fits this year? Like actually, <laughs> actual hissy fits. Oh, Dave has. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, Dave did. The piss, the piss and moan rule, eh, Dave? Oh, the piss and moan rule. There, there's a guy that um, the website wasn't updating property for him, and he was... Uh, oh, fuck. No, this is it, so fucking Dave all over it. <laughs> no, Jesus, no, no, no. me, man. So, well, so here, let me tell him, like, Daryl will let tell me guess, if I'm telling Your you side, right? Well, no, well, well, we'll have both sides. So nonetheless, this one guy said, hey, I can't. Um, it was a kicker even. Uh, kicker, um, he's not practicing this week, uh, but he's not inactive. I want to trade kickers. I want to put him on IR. Right? Because you can't, you have to have a guy on IR, and the website has to have him on IR so you can pick a replacement player. This wasn't happening for him, and so he complained, and then Daryl on the message board said, no, that's fine. Do it. And then so I on the message board, oh, I didn't realize there was a piss and moan, quote unquote, a piss and moan exception. Because in year one, this happened with Romo and I got told to fucking eat it. And then so, and then, and Daryl, I throw him out of the fucking league. Fuck it, off. In typical, in typical Dave fashion, he pulls out bylaw 3.1.1, <laughs> calls his lawyer, and quotes it right to me on the message board and says, I thought that we live and die by the status of the guy. The guy's got to be out status, not doubtful, but out for you to put him to the IR. So we have it in our bylaws stating that we live and die by the site. Well, the guy was out listed out Saturday and it still wasn't changing. It still wasn't changing. So the guy emails me on Sunday morning and he says, look, like we all know he's out. Like I'd like to have him on IR. And I said, fine, like this, it's ridiculous. Everyone's known he's out Saturday. 
And I, I said, that's fine. We're going to allow, I'm going to allow it because th there's just no point. So after that, and I put it on the message board, Dave pulls out bylaw 3.1. So we're allowed to do this. Is this the piss and moan rule? And I, all, all I can do to respond is say, yes, Dave, it's the piss and moan rule. Moving on. <laughs> and then so every week there for a bit, I said, I, I, I won't be uh, requesting a piss and moan exemption this weekend. Well, because I like to needle. We know that. Yeah. So. Dave, I've known you for 25 plus years. Oh, fuck, we're getting old. And yeah, you are you find loopholes for every little twist and turn in life. It's uh, no getting around that. But it, but it wasn't for my benefit. I, I'm a big fan of clarity. I want clarity. <laughs> no, you don't. You like to talk is what it is. You like to talk. And you want to talk and, and that I'm right and the rest of the world is wrong. That, and that That's more of your, of your shtick than anything. Well, you know, I'm not going to correct you on that did you, did you tell them about your your bet that you won i i did i and then also i it's, it's turned into a tradition this is quite fun uh this was this year i actually put 10 bucks against everybody that uh i had i picked justin tucker early because uh the deal with daryl and i had another deal with someone so i had like six picks in the first yeah. uh three rounds and then, so I picked Justin Tucker in the fifth round, and everybody, well, fucking kicker, and I get it. It was a little ridiculous, but I don't mind being ridiculous. Um, and then oh. I said, I, I bet he scores more fantasy points this year than the next running back picked. And then it was, it turned out to be Corderell Peterson. So I bet everybody in the pool ten bucks. Did you say Corderell? Corderell Peterson. Is that his name? Patterson. Patterson. Like Corderell, but not like Corderoy's. Yes. Not Corderoy. Corderell yeah. played for the played for the Hawks, and then Corderell got off I, to a huge lead. I love those names. <laughs> Corderell like, got not off to a huge lead, and then, and then he got hurt, so he was on the IR for four weeks. And then Tucker's just consistent. And when you bang a, a sixty yarder every now and then, that that counts for more points for your kickers. And so I I think I won by five or six points. So I I oh, won. I won the the league bet, so everybody. So I'm playing for free next year. There you go. Yep. Fantasy football is something else. Fantasy fantasy sports. It's it, it's crazy how big it's gotten. I, I it's 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 actually it's 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 absolutely insane. And the amount of people that lose money on it and pay, make you money, know, it's it's absolutely insane. I tell you about what I was doing in high school on paper and running like it's one of my biggest regrets in life because I love it. I live it. I'm in five leagues. I'm an idiot. But <laughs> no, it's fine. Like, it's a thing. Like, it's, but like one of my biggest regrets in life is just not having that foresight of like something that I like have a passion for of like being the guy that like made it like internet based, like one of the guys got on the onset of it and just like what it could have been, you know? It I hate it. it kills me. It, well, it is. Sorry, go. So go ahead, Dave. Sorry. Oh no, like just just the billion dollar industry of of hosting. And then your ad space, and then now you got all this like the DraftKings, the the betting, the daily fantasy. It's it's ridiculous how much money is changing hands over over fantasy football these days. Like belly up sports, like we do pretty like our nor normal um, podcast network does really well with the downloads and listens and la da 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 da. But the belly up fantasy fa fantasy side of things, it blows away the just the, the just the mainstream sports thing it, it blows it away like almost three to one it's crazy 
Maybe I'll hook you up there, Daryl. You might be find find some money in there somewhere somehow. <laughs> it's 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 actually it's the, like the how they and they don't even have to push it. It just takes care of itself. It's unbelievable. Yep. It's unbelievable. Yep. Anyways, Spanish, I, I I don't think I I, I could do it because once it, the problem I have because I'm a bit obsessive compulsive. Once I get into something, that's it. I'm in. Like I I, I won't sleep. I'll, I'll be. Going over these stupid fucking stats all night long, every, every day, all day. I, I couldn't do it. I wouldn't want you to be a commissioner. You're wound too tight. To I'm wound very tight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm wound extremely I'm tight. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. I haven't slept in a month and a half, man. I'm, I'm wound very tight. But anyways, 1420 <laughs> Sports Bar Podcast, four beer sports talking a whole lot more, brought to you by... SeatGeek and SeatGeek.com. Use promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com today and save yourself 20 bucks in your first purchase. This segment of the 1420 Sports Bar podcast brought to you by Collectible Exchange with CollectibleExchange.com. Use promo code 1420CX for all your sports memorabilia and collectibles at CollectibleExchange.com and get 10% off your first purchase. Dave, you uh, one thing we started a years ago, oh, fuck, I'm saying years ago, also, we're doing this for years now. That's how, that's how the time works. Uh, years ago, you came up with this thing and other podcasts have taken it from, from us. We should have copyrighted this thing a long time ago, but uh, you came up with this one and I'm going to go to our grave. We'll get maybe get the, uh, the 1420 uh, legal analyst Craig Schworn on this to copyright it, but... Uh, would you rather go ahead? You got one for Daryl right now. Well, yeah, and and I know that I had it written down, and I know what the answer is after our talk here today. But so so the the would you rather is would you rather see the Bills win one Super Bowl and then never in and and never in your life win a fantasy or would uh, fantasy pool or would you rather win five in a row? At uh, the Moretti Football League, yeah, that's Bills easy. Yeah, I, no yeah. question. Yeah, and that, sorry, and that's after. No, it's, it's it's okay after our talk here. Yeah, Bills first. It's uh, it's through and through, man. It's I'm diehard, diehard. Have been for thirty years. You can't can't do anything but bleed blue. Do you think you might cry a bit if they win? Hundred percent. I I remember in my younger days crying when and get this game, the Music City Miracle. Oh, I yeah. didn't cry. I didn't cry. <laughs> I didn't cry when they actually returned it. I cried when Steve Christie kicked the field goal to win the game. <laughs> and then the Music City Miracle happened. Oh no. Yeah. That was um, something else. I, I remember where I was there. I was I was I was actually at the, the commissioner of our fantasy football pool in Fort McLeod there watching that game and that, and that happened. Like that that's gotta be a back pass. There's no way it's not. Yeah. Oh, I, Jeff Fisher made pass. a career out of that game. Yeah, because that was the year the Titans then lost by a yard to uh, the, Rams. the Rams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dave, I thought you'd have a better. Would you rather than that? Well, you know, I thought of it. Like, I'm sorry, I let you down. Yeah, there is that. Anyways, <laughs> like when it gets to a championship game, actually, both of you. Like if, if either your team are are, are in a championship game situation, uh, are you are you tapping it light on maybe your beer consumption? Are you tapping it light on on people? How many people are at your house? Are you do you want people over? Uh, like 
if if the, the the Bills get there this year, or Dave, if the Broncos get there, what are you guys doing? So like, I know if the Yankees get in a situation a couple of years ago, 2019, I was like, I'm going home, and I don't want anybody around. Or 2017, sorry, I don't want anybody around. I'm good. I'll have a few beers. I'll watch the game, but I'll maybe like Deanne came over. To, I lived in a mess and had the time. I brought her over. She, yeah, I said, are you going to talk? She says, no. I said, then you can come over. Like, how, how would you guys be if your teams are in the championship game? Not the, the championship, but the, the Super Bowl, sorry. Well, with me and I, I, like, when Denver's in the Super Bowl, like the two with Peyton Manning, I watched it alone. Like, thank Christ I was watching it alone when they got their ass handed to him by by Seattle. Um, and then I, I watched it alone when they won that, when Von Miller won that one. I got to watch it alone. I I can't. Because I want to watch the game. I want to. I have to watch the game. I can't be bothered by someone looking for snacks, asking for napkins, some kid fucking running around in front of the screen. I got to watch the game. And so the only place I can control that is at my house. How would, how are you if, if the Bills make the final, Daryl? Oh, it's. I, it's 100% alone, and it's alone for most Sundays. I, I, my kids around me are fine. They'll bounce and, you know, do whatever. It doesn't bother me. I can focus, but I don't want to be around anybody. I don't want to. And and Super Bowls, like, if they make the Super Bowl, no question alone. I don't want I don't want anybody to see me in that state. Um, but, you know, I remember we – I used to have a Super Bowl party every year, and it, it goes away from even the Bills game, and it's – it's kind of what you ask, Brent, is like, are you not drinking as much? Because, I mean, God, we'd, we'd watch all year and, like, love football, not just fantasy football, and then have this big Super Bowl party where all these distractions, you're getting... You and know, no one knows who watched the game. They don't give No, a half the people aren't even there to watch the game. Most aren't even. And and then you're getting half cut. You don't even remember the game the next day because it was a party, not a not a game. And you're, you're a true football fan, and you're like, Jesus, like... Watch all year to have this happen, but you know. It, so I stopped having the the Super Bowl party for everybody and just started watching the game in peace. Actually, Dave, that touches on what we talked about last week, last Thursday night. We were talking about how there's a lot of people who pretend they like football, and it really shows on Super Bowl Sunday when it's just a big party and nobody's actually watching the game. And by half by half by halftime, they're like, "This is still a game one." Like it, we talk with a lot. Like there's there's a lot of quasi football fans. In this area, especially, like because it's not we don't have teams close, and there's a lot of quasi football fans who pretend to like NFL football. That once uh, the big game's on, they they don't they're like whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's a funny thing, right? Because the Super Bowl, like, where you going to watch the Super Bowl? And you know, I and I have obviously gone to Super Bowl parties in the past, and you're there. You 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 know, I'm that guy. with if I got a good seat, I'm not getting up. Right. Like I like save my seat. I got to take the piss, grab a beer and I'm coming right back here because even if I don't have a vested interest, I still want to watch the game. I, I, I've I've been watching all fucking year. I definitely want to see uh, who wins and, and why. Yeah. And and then when you got someone in your ear, it's just like it just wait for commercial. So what does but then this that person asshole do? Wants to watch what does this commercial. person do? Oh, this, what this is a fuck no, off? Yeah, and then wait for commercial, and then, like, I want to talk during commercial. Oh, this is that new side phone one I read about online. Well, fucking watch the commercials in the other room. Leave me alone. This is the new... Yeah, right on, man. Right on. I don't give the a fuck whatever. Like, it's, it is. It, that is and a then thing. every like, year, people... 
I cannot believe in Canada we don't get the fucking commercials. We didn't last year or next year or we'll never get them. Don't worry about it. You can totally tell at a Super Bowl party, right? Like so Every fucking pe- year. Half the people are chatting during the game and the other half are people are chatting during the commercials. And like so like you want to see the commercials and then this the the halftime show like yeah no, I can go take a shit during that time because I don't care. It's Rihanna this year. Oh fuck! I got a Rihanna story a couple of years Christmases ago. <laughs> fuck me. Deanne's family. We talked about it ad nauseum on our show. How Deanne's family is a little bit different. They're not. They're not. They're, they're not not nice. Like they're fantastic people. There, but they they're very different. Deanne in passing said that she liked Rihanna to her mom about seven, eight years ago, whatever it was. And then uh, last Christmas, there was this gift underneath the tree that was so fucking heavy. I know I've built like Mr. Burns on fucking The Simpsons for fuck's sakes, but there was, as I picked it up, like, what the fuck could be in there? Deanne opens it up. It's a book about Rihanna and this cocksucker. It's like a fucking load of bricks. Deanna hasn't opened it since. Like it's, it's. I don't under like it, it's Rihanna. I, I don't know one Rihanna song. I, I, yeah, I, you, you do, but you just don't know them. Maybe I don't, Dave. Okay, I'll play one for you. You don't have to. Not Carol. Really. Do you know a Rihanna song? Oh uh, yeah, I actually saw Rihanna in Vegas. My what wife drove me there with her friends and stuff. So. Yeah, she's. You, you I'm know sure she's songs. super talented. I'm sure I think if, if it played in my ears, I'd, I'd know it, but I wouldn't be able to. Is there a lot of pictures in this book? It's never been opened. <laughs> well, I would look for pictures. She's a handsome. It's woman. massive. Like it's fucking. This so there's got to be a picture or two. And then we get, and then we get back here to to, to Lethbridge for Medicine Hat. I got to carry it up the fucking stairs. Oh <laughs> Christ! It's a book. You handled it. When next time you're over, go grab that book. Please do. Yeah. It's not I'm like not going a, to. You can't. It's, it's not like a pew Bible. Wait, it's it's huge, man. <laughs> this fucking Rihanna book. Okay. And then, and, then, and then Deanne goes, I don't know why my mom does this. Every fucking time I say I like something, she gets me something like just like, <laughs> way fucking beyond. Anyways, I got one, two, three, four. Who is better? Is you guys ready to go? Yeah. What you are. They're all uh, based on uh, NFL quarterbacks for the first guy and then a celebrity for the second one. Who is better, Daniel Jones or Danny DeVito? <laughs> the career that Danny DeVito had, uh, like every time, as successful in how long he's been around, I'll always love Danny DeVito from Taxi. And then the oh, book ended. Uh, Danny DeVito from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Um, Daniel Jones just doesn't have the the years yet. He's only four years in, so this one's Danny DeVito quite easily. Yeah, I gotta agree. On, I gotta agree on that one. And Sunshine, Sunny in Philadelphia. Like, oh my god, that that show just made my my buddy was on the plane next to me going to Phoenix, and he's just giggling like a schoolgirl. And I'm like, what are you? I've watching? never watched it. Yeah. Yeah, and he was watching that, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that's pretty good." <laughs> but it's so funny, Brent. Like it's it's uh, you've read about. I've it. heard it's, different people say good things about it. I've never watched it. Yeah, it's degenerates running a bar. Like they yeah. don't they don't have any. Kind I like of bars. Yeah, it's that's what it is. Degenerates running a bar. 
It's so funny. This next one's two uh, two uh, sports guys. Not I wouldn't say they're stars yet. And actually, this one turned out really well for you, Daryl, because uh, Vancouver Canuck. Uh, this one and a guy who's just starting his NFL career, who knows it's going to be a career by the end of, end of next week or this weekend. It might be, it might be different. But who is better, Brock Purdy or Brock Besser? Oh man, I love Besser. Uh, definitely going Besser. I just think he's he, he's just one of the best young talents in the NFL, in NHL, and I just don't think that they've they've showcased him good enough yet, but. I think that he, uh, hopefully we keep him around because I know that they're kind of on thin ice right now with him. And He's traded by next week. That, that uh, was a fourteen twenty guarantee. Keep him around. He's uh, gone. That's the way it works know, around here, it's, man. It's probably likely Horvat's gone. He's probably gone. Maybe we'll get Bedard. Who knows? But, um, yeah, no, definitely going with Besser. Dave? Uh, um, not being a Vancouver fan and not following it along too quick, uh, too close. Um, you know, Brock Besser's probably made more money as, like, for sure, he's made more money as a professional athlete than Brock Purdy. Uh, still, might. what would Purdy's deal be? Eight hundred twenty-five thousand dollars a year. Brady makes about that much per game, and that's what Purdy gets per year, and for three more years. So, like, 